Good evening, my black-hearted friends, to the latest episode of the To Watch Pile After Dark. My name is Justin McNamara, and this is number 46 on the list of my top favourite horror films. In the early 2000s, a young man appeared in the horror landscape who was one of us, which of course means genre fans hated him, but not me. I immediately became a fan of Elo Roth the second I watched this film. You know when you've known someone a long time and you just want to kiss them just to see if they're a good kisser or not? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Stay. I feel nauseous. <laughs> well, it's not funny. Can you help no, me? No, 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 no. She's not coming near me! You're cross-jumping! You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. Help me. I need, need a doctor. I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us getting sick. We just don't want to get it. I see what we got here right now. He's coming towards us. All right, back off. Oh. He looked like he was skinned alive. The party man. Is it safe? Don't worry, I'm healthy. Leave us alone! Somebody help! I'm burning! <laughs> Cabin Fever was released in 2002 and tells the story of five friends. Paul, Ryder Strong, Karen, Jordan Ladd, Marcy, Serena Vincent, Jeff, Joey Kern, and Bert, James DeBello, who decide to have a week away before they go to college. They pick a remote cabin in the woods so they can have absolutely no disturbances. Marcy and Joey intend on spending the week screwing. Paul intends on finally sealing the deal with Karen, which he's been trying for years, and Bert, well, Bert just wants to get drunk and shoot animals with his rifle. Unfortunately, those plans fall apart when the local hermit, Ari Vervine, turns up with what appears to be some kind of disease and terrorises the friends, mainly due to the fact that Bert accidentally shot him earlier that day and didn't tell the others. In defending themselves, they accidentally set him on fire and he dies, but not before infecting the water supply. Slowly but surely, one by one, the infection spreads and panic sets in amongst the friends. The infection is horrific too, in so much that it is a flesh-eating virus that starts by melting your insides, resulting in a bloody cough, and ends in a full body meltdown. Which of the friends will survive this horrific virus, especially in a town full of racism, mistrust and suspicion? Will any of them actually survive? I have to start out by pointing the real clever thing about this movie. Even though the killer is a horrifying, necrotiding fasciitis, no one, and this is a massive spoiler, so stop the podcast now if you've never seen it, actually dies by the virus. Everyone who dies in this film dies by the hands of someone who's panicking. This film appears to two of the fans that live within me just as it did the first time I saw it when I reviewed it for the now-defunct Australian cult movie website, Digital Retribution. The first is the one that likes facile teen comedies of the 80s, 
and the other who digs the so-called body horror films. The cast of this film actually fit the first fandom perfectly, as the cast are from such TV shows and films as Boy Meets World, Not Another Teen Movie, American Pie, and Never Been Kissed. And the second love, well, the special effects team took care of that love perfectly, probably due to the fact that Eli Ross' script was based on an experience he had where he apparently contracted a skin infection whilst working on a horse farm in Iceland from rotting hay. There is also a legend associated with the film that the sound mixer John Neff was an actual victim of the real virus and was hospitalised for 13 days with it, and he claimed the makeup affairs were quite accurate to what he witnessed. I first learnt about this film from issue 33 of Rue Morgue magazine, which interested me from the get-go. I was very excited when this film hit the Australian shores, and I was a champion of both it and of Elo Roth, even though a large percentage of the genre populace weren't fans at the time, which I found preposterous, as he seemingly was being accused of being a poser, when all I could see was a guy who, like me, loved horror, loved the 80s, and wanted to make movies. Unfortunately, to date, I've only made one short film, and it was just for fun. If the opportunity arose again, I'd probably jump right on it. Roth very much wears his influences, both from a writing and a directorial aspect on his sleeve. His script emulates the 80s movies that he clearly loves. Not just horrific elements, but also with a wry sense of humour. And so many scenes are clearly riffing, riffing on things from Dawn of the Dead, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Night of the Livings, Living Dead, and others, occasionally to somewhat comic effect. I've liked other films of Roth's as well. Hostel amps up the teen comedy from the beginning and descends into a far more violent second and third act and is the poster boy for so-called torture porn. And Green Inferno, which is a far more complete film, even though it does have one ridiculous element that feels out of place, and it's a love letter to 70s and 80s cannibal flicks. The funny thing I've found about doing this podcast is that it's forcing me to re-watch films that I haven't watched for a long time, and it's probably been 10 years since I saw this, so the revisit is one I've completely enjoyed. I spend a lot of time on my website, the To Watch Pile, watching movies I've never seen before, and I occasionally forget to re-watch epic stuff from the past. I'd like to add a warning. I'm talking about the 2002 movie here. There was a remake done in 2016, produced by Roth, but directed by Travis Z, aka Travis Zawini, with a script adapted from Roth by Rudy Perlstein, and I can't stress enough how much you've avoided that film. It is terrible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the To Watch Pile After Dark. Don't forget you can see the transcript of this episode and my movie reviews at my blog, www.towatchpile.com. Also listen to my other podcast, The Nerds of Oz, available wherever good podcasts can be heard. Please like and subscribe to the To Watch Pile After Dark, and throw me a review if you have the opportunity. See you next time. The To Watch Pile After Dark is part of the Nerds of Oz podcasting network.